Happy, happy new year, and welcome to Positively Mommin. Joining Andrea and Jen, and we're so excited to have you guys here today. New Year's, um, you know, he, here, and usually we just he, are here. We do a kids countdown, right. and, you know, we do the whole grapes and sparkling wine and all of that every year, which I did miss that part, but it was cool to go on this long road trip. Yeah with my sister, you know, and all the kids, and go see a football game, which they were all engaged in watching. That's so it fun. Was, it was fun. It was, so di- fun. it was a different way to bring yeah. up the new year, so. Right. How was your New Year's? It was fun also. We have, so we, the past few years, have had a very fun, big party at our house. Yeah. Um, and we decided this year, we just um, really weren't up for hosting, <laughs> to be honest. Sometimes you need a break from Yeah, we just needed a break. We were going to New York. We were coming back. I didn't want to have to rush into getting everything ready and all that stuff. Um, So I have mixed emotions about New Year's because growing up, I feel like um, my parents were inconsistent. Sometimes we would go out and we would have be at a big party, and then other times they would lay low. And I always felt like I really enjoyed being out and around people when I was younger. Um, and this year, so we used to have a tradition with some of our friends that we made when we first moved to North Carolina. Um, there's four families, including my family, and we always did New Year's with them, and we would always just do, like, low-key, like, order takeout and stay in our jammies and, you know, have drinks and all that stuff, and, um, we got to do that again this year. So we all had, um, we actually, I think three of the four families all had, like, a big sleepover because they are the family that hosted lives about 45 minutes from us, so we didn't want to have to drive back. Yeah. Um, but both of my kids stayed up past 12. Both of my kids um, stayed well, well, up well past 12. Uh, I think I took a picture at 12.53, and my daughter was in it. <laughs> my son didn't, went to sleep after me because he went to sleep at, like, 2 with all of his buddies. So it was just so fun, and... It was low-key, yeah. but the kids were crazy, and it just was a really fun way to kick off the new year. And so. I was just thinking about this. That sounds like so much yeah. fun. I think it's good to, you know, spend it. Every year we've lived here, we've spent it because we've been lucky enough to have family. Right. Like, here. So we've always done it that way. Um, <clears throat> and maybe a neighbor or two would come mm-hmm. by, come over, which was always nice, too. Um, this was, I think, my first New Year's sober. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Even the New Year's here, like I, I'm home, so right. I drink. But I was thinking about this because we drank at the game, but with three kids and like you know having to walk and get on a tram and then take the tram back to our car and then drive the 20 minutes to the hotel, we just we both have a just the thing about being alert and right. you know for around others and so right. this is my. First New Year's were I, yeah. Yep. Yeah, you were good. Yeah, it was good. You were good. Who knows? That's funny. What that means for my year. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, anything is possible. (laughs) I feel like uh, we were recapping, speaking of being sober on New Year's, my son's birthday is on January 3rd. So clearly, seven years ago, I was sober on New Year's Eve, or New Year's Eve, and so was my husband, because, funny story, I'll make it quick, we, um... We had an ugly sweater party like two weeks prior to that where he got hammered. Like, <laughs> hammered. He's probably going to be embarrassed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, obliterated. Yeah, we've all um, in the obliteration. And 
I was so irritated because I was about to pop pregnant and I was like taking care of him and I was like, uh uh-uh. I have to take care of a baby in a few weeks. I don't want to be taking care of you. Not to mention, what if you had to drive me to the hospital? Like, in the middle of the night. I would have to, back then they didn't have Uber. (laughs) I would have to call a cab to get me to the hospital or phone a friend or whatever. Um, But yeah, so we had that and then, so... New Year's Eve, he was, like, stone, like, sober. He did not, he, did he not barely drank it. either. And, yeah. funny yeah. story, I ended up having him on the 3rd, and I wasn't due till the 15th, so, good thing he good. waited, Yeah, I could have gone at any time. Oh, he was due on <laughs> so, the 15th. Yeah. yeah. Um, Belle was due on the 24th, uh-huh. and we had her on the 14th. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, January yeah. babies. Yeah, January babies. Oh, it's January hard babies. Yes. to do all their birthdays yes. and celebrate and remember to get it done yeah. after the holidays. I know. No wonder January 3rd. I oh, know. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's what I had. He's like an old soul. So I was like, um, your par- your present's going to be here on the 4th. Uh, you spoiled rotten brat, by the way. Like, he's gotten so much stuff anyway. He didn't even need a present. And he's the type that we made such a big deal about his day that he could have foregone a present anyway. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he um so his we got him a desk for oh, his room. Oh, so that's so he cute. was um so excited about his desk and he was actually sitting at it reading before I left that's to come here. <laughs> He's so cute in love with his desk. Oh, that's so cute. Well, happy birthday to him. And happy almost birthday to her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're gonna celebrate on Saturday. So yeah. us too. <laughs> yeah, yes. we'll be celebrating together. Uh so Let's go into um, our, we'll, we'll do our high five, take okay. five, and then go into our fun game. Okay, sounds good. Um, so we're going to do our high five, take five um, from the last time we are here. So I'll start with you. What was okay. your, you want to start with your high five or your take five? Um, well, so I'm trying to think. From the last time we were here, I'd probably say, I mean, I've had lots of um, testing my patients with my kids lately, but... I feel like my take five was my getting sick over Christmas break, to be honest. I feel like um, it was really frustrating, but at the same time, um, you know, I just take it as a sign. It was time for me to slow down. But my high five is actually from today because I, um, so my husband is really handy. Yeah. And he made this awesome palette wall for me for photos it, that um, was already amazing. Yeah, before Christmas, but it was portable, and it was I, it helped me um, as a backdrop for some Christmas jammy sessions I was doing. Um, and but it's then, portable? yes, the the first one he built is portable. He put it on wheels. Um, well, so he put legs on it. So essentially, I did the Christmas jammy sessions in my living room because the lighting was better. But we put it back in my office, and that's where it is now. But once I saw that, I was like, I want my whole house pallet walled. <laughs> so he ended up pallet walling for real, a permanent pallet wall on one of our walls. Um, and he finished it last night. And actually, I came in from, I teach fitness classes, as I've mentioned before. I came in from teaching last night, and um, I couldn't see the wall from my vantage point. And he was like, yeah, the kids were crazy. I couldn't get anything done. I had to, like, rip four pieces off. And he's like, um, do you want to see the pieces that I ripped off? And like, you know, I'm like, you know, trying to get dinner. I'm starving. Like, I'm like, I need to eat now. And he's like, don't you want to see what I ripped off? And then I walked around and sure enough, it was finished and perfect and all this stuff. So I was so excited. Um, but, um, (laughs) with that, my, on top of the fact that I have this awesome palette wall, I went in and I taught another class this morning, which is 
Um, it's called Spin Tense, and it's spin class, but it's also we get off the bikes and we do some, like today we did like a Tabata in in between intervals on the bike, which was That's just crazy. Right. Yes, it was just crazy. I hate Tabata. Um, I have a love-hate relationship. Yes. I've been in the middle of spin. Yeah, it's just, oh my gosh. Number one, you. number one, <laughs> I just was obsessed. Like, I was so excited going to sleep. Well, actually, I planned half of it this morning, half of it last night. Um, but... I was like just so excited going into class and then because it's the new year's rush my class was packed and I feed off people's energy like no other so I was just like I mean I'm still on like a high with like just having such an awesome class and just it makes me so excited to just see all these people investing in themselves so yeah. the high five is really not for me it's really for them yeah the folks oh. that came out to class so high five to you guys <laughs> that came to spin tents <laughs> well it's cool because <laughs> we're today on our pod we're going to be spending yep. some time talking about you know new year's new year resolutions health fitness organization mm-hmm. all the things all the all things, things new year's that, resolutions yeah, um why so from a this pod is definitely a resolution base for sure for you guys today. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I'm definitely going to go to a class. Yeah. You have to come. <laughs> I, have, I have to come, even if I might. You'll be prepared. Burn prepares you, okay. I'm sure. Um, yeah. So, so how about you? Take five, high five. Uh, I think I'll start with my take five. Okay. So my take five really is around Christmas and um, just making, I felt like, my kids don't always value what they get for the holidays, so I'm definitely re-examining that. Um, they got plenty, but I don't always feel like there was a theme of gratefulness, so um, that was a take five for me. Um, I don't think anyone should be disappointed for, during Christmas for anything that they get, and they didn't say that, but I don't know. I kind of felt that in some of the instances, and so um, next year's going to be a little bit different. i got to reevaluate. High five was I so simple as compared to that <laughs> complex take five. Um, I read a book. Ooh. <laughs> High five. <laughs> I find so much joy in actually being able to read a book because we don't have time to do that. Well, I ever. feel like every time I say, oh, yeah, I was going to read this book or I thought of this book or I heard of the, this book, every time you're like, oh, I read that one. Yes. I read that one. So at some point you have read and had time to read. Yes, but. I read, I love to read. Yeah. And like when I'm, when I'm traveling or um, I have some time, I'll fit it in wherever, right. where, especially if I'm on a plane because yeah. if my excuse is, well, this yeah, there's nothing else have, to do. I can't do anything else right now at this moment. So I'm going to read this book and I will cram that book if it's yep. 300 pages. I mean, yeah. I'll try to read it all because I know I won't have another right. chance. Um, but I actually got to like sit. We had a six-hour drive uh, to Jacksonville for the game. So my sister lent me the book Dumpling. Oh, yeah. I did see that you were reading that. So We were almost, we almost watched it on Netflix, and then I saw your post about it, and I was like, well, maybe I won't watch it, and I'll just read the book. <laughs> I would highly recommend you read the book first. Now, if you watch the movie, the movie for the movie is great. But there's so much more in the book that I'm like, why did they leave out uh, this meaty, juicy deliciousness yeah. in this movie? I don't understand. The books are always better than right. the always. movies, always. But um, this was a good book. It was a good read. Um, you know, it was really focused on like um, letting go and loving yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I love all kinds of YR, like y- YA, like young adult 
books anyway, so um, I think I'm 13 still. <laughs> but that was that was my. Oh, um, I, I was happy that I got to read a book, you yes. know, and be able to. One, I got to watch Dumpling. I guess yeah. that's you know. I guess yeah. I guess some me time, some right. self care. That's awesome. <laughs> self care. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go into some fun. Um, so I thought it'd be fun for us to do, since we're, everyone's getting to know us a little bit, a personality quiz. We're running right on time, too, oh which is good. So oh I thought I'd start with you. Okay. I've not we, seen this, so I'm a little nervous. I started this, sweating a little bit. Sweating. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the self-reflection part of a good personality quiz. Yeah. Okay. But so having it being aired yeah, <laughs> makes me a little nervous. A little nervous. <laughs> um, We'll do one for me too, okay. so that it's fair. Okay. Um. So this is what imp- what first impression do you give? So the quiz is around okay. what first impression do you give? So do people like you the first time they meet you, or do they come off as a bit intimidated? We're gonna find out. Okay. Here okay. We go. So question one: You are most likely to wear head to toe black, bright colors, neutral or subdued colors or patterns. Neutral or subdued pattern, or subdued colors, yep, that one. When you meet new people, you talk their ear off, listen, don't talk much, keep a casual conversation going, or ask questions to size them up. Probably talk their ear off, <laughs> if we're being we're honest. I'm pretty we... sure that I will talk your ear off. <laughs> um, what do you usually talk about with people you don't know well? You make polite small talk. Whatever is annoying you, you bring up obscure facts and observations, like gossip with about politicians and celebrities. Probably small talk. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably small talk. What are you most likely to say? Sorry. Blip, blip, blip. <laughs> yeah, curse words. Awesome. Whoopsie. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I was going to say awesome. I'm okay. pretty sure that I... I use that word so much that the second I type A in my text, it says awesome. <laughs> like, it, that's like my top A that's awesome. word. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. I use that word all the time. Probably oh. in wrong contexts also, but I love it. It's awesome. <laughs> Your result is you give people the impression that you're fun. Oh, fun. <laughs> that, that's, it says the bright in-season colors are a tip-off. Plus that cool, ironic half smile. <laughs> you keep the engrossing chatter going, and your light gossip about prominent people and events suggests you're alert and connected. But I'm not. I'm so unconnected to celebrity <laughs> news. But okay, That's sure, funny. I'm fun. Okay. That so you're fun. Yep. Just call me Paris Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> She's not even relevant, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's see. So then I'll have you pick a random quiz. Okay. For me, there's okay. these quizzes. Here, you can pick it. Um, what kind of weather are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what kind of weather are you? Uh, Which pop diva are you? Uh, what kind of friend are you? That's What kind of friend are you? Where is that one at? Underneath the weather one. Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. You can here answer. We go. Okay. So, I want to make sure I have my mic with me. When, okay, so are you the person others seek out for support, a laugh, or to keep them on their toes? So the first question is, when you go out with a group of friends, you are the funny one, pretty one, outspoken one, or center of attention? (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
think the outspoken one? I think it's between... I don't... Yeah, I can see outspoken I one. mean, I, how conceited would I be if I said that? I know. Was. Well, I mean, of course, you're, you're beautiful. Well, I think I'm pretty. Yes. Okay, I have to be confident in <laughs> yes. myself. But I wouldn't say that I'm the pretty one when I go <laughs> with my group of friends. Um, uh, or funny, I'm going to say outspoken. Okay. I, I, honestly, that's the one I thought. God bless America. Okay. God bless America. <laughs> Okay. When a friend calls you in distress, you sympathize with him or her, give useful advice, try to lighten the mood, try to end the call and the drama as soon as possible. I am a fixer, fixer. so I give useful yep, advice I would say even 100%. when they don't want it. <laughs> okay. What are you most likely to loan a friend in need? Money? Clothes, a place to stay, or a lover. <laughs> well, that just got awkward. <laughs> That's another podcast. Yes, that is another podcast. Oh my goodness, this one's very. Uh, I, I would say that I, um, I would most likely lend them a place to stay. Yeah. You meet most of your friends on social networking sites <laughs> like Facebook, at work, or in school, through family or other friends. Or when you are participating in activities or out in the world? <laughs> well, um, I, mm, I guess through family and other friends. Yeah. Because, yeah, I'm not a, none of those, none of the other ones work. Okay. All right, let's see it. Let's see. What does it say? The fun friend! What? Oh, good thing we're the both fun so friend, fun. Yes, we're so fun. <laughs> Positively modern. <laughs> I would say people say we are fun. Yeah, we are so, fun. We are. <laughs> so, okay. Well, these these quizzes are just for fun. Yes. These are, <laughs> these are just for fun. It says I can tell a joke and bring the house yeah, down. That's right. Here we go. Okay. Watch well, out, people. <laughs> I think I can um, tell jokes whenever I look them up on the internet. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I can never think of a good joke I know. when I really need one. <laughs> well, my son got a joke book for Christmas, and he was just telling – some of them he was like, I can't remember the joke, but he was like, I don't even get it. I was like, I don't even get it. <laughs> it's we were fun. <laughs> we were doing riddles during – Oh, cute. Riddles are always – They are fun. Yeah, they're always fun too, but I'm terrible at riddles. Kenny oh is like goodness. amazing at really? riddles. I'm like, what – turns on but doesn't turn off oh my goodness and i'm like the sun yes and it's like a light bulb or something you know it's not anything of what i would have thought (laughs) so we're gonna get right into our um new year's resolutions um mom resolutions of the year for f for 2019 it's crazy to think we're in 2019 2019 20 years after prince was talking about 1999 or well actually it was way before then but in one of my spin classes, I played We're Gonna Party Like It's 1999, plus 20. Plus 20. <laughs> plus 20. That's disgusting. Oh, my goodness. So what do you do for New Year's Day? Is there anything particular you do when it comes to, like, purging, setting goals, like, thinking through resolutions? So, well, when you said personality test, it kind of made me laugh a little bit because I took some tests, um, which we can – I think Gretchen Rubin has a little test – Mm. Have you heard of her before? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, she does uh, the Happiness Project. Oh, I have that book. Yes. So she there's a quiz, and she has like four different personality types, and she has this quiz, and one of them is about New Year's resolutions and your feelings about them and all these things. And anyway, 
Um, I have very mixed feelings about New Year's resolutions because I, but I will say I love goals. I yeah. lo- I um, am such a goal setter. Me too. I love goals. I love breaking it down into smaller goals and checking stuff off and all of that stuff. Um, but I feel like I, a struggle with, well, I don't, I don't want to wait for January 1st to set a goal. Right. But as I've gotten <laughs> older, I do like to kind of do a very big macro view of what I would like to accomplish. Yeah. Um, so I feel like there's, you know, there's that. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I am. Um, I'm a goals person too. Yeah. Uh, I remember the day, I've always been a goal person, but I remember distinctly the day that I just, I um, realized that I could truly do anything I wanted to do as long as I believed I could do it. And right. in order for me to get to those goals, I really had to have like a really good focus. And mm-hmm. that's something that I've always kind of struggled with. And completing things and 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 really nailing it down. I'm great at thinking about it, but finishing yeah. it. I've said this in another pod. It's always been a challenge for me. Um, and so uh, about well, so about fifteen, almost fifteen years ago, um, in a, a previous job, we did a really great um, like a it's it's a book. It's called Strength Finders, but it's also like a personality test. Um, it's called Strength Finders. You can find it anywhere. And basically what it does is it um, identifies your top five. Right. And what this did for me actually was the start of some life-changing things for me that lead into, you know, my New Year's resolutions. But basically it taught me my what my five strengths were, but also like what opportunities they presented. So I'm a very strategic person. So I'm great at developing ideas and strategies and putting together them together, but I needed to make sure that I had people around me that were great executors. Right. Um, and it also made me aware of that so that I would, if I, if I had to tackle a project that I need and it was just on me that I knew that that would be the struggle, that would be the struggle and I had to work through it. So that started my like, whoa, that's why I could never do, I can, I knew I had the same feelings about New Year's resolutions, right? right? Like who makes a resolution and really completes it? There's very few, I bet that probably do. I don't have a stat to back that up, yes. but I'll get one. <laughs> um, so then on top of, you know, learning about strength finders, someone introduced me to, um, uh, the audio book. And I listened to it when I was driving to, um, a store opening. This is back in the day when I was working in retail and I listened to it on the two hour drive and it was the secret. And, yes, um, I read that. yeah. And I listened to the audio book and, um, there's a lot of things in the secret that people do or don't agree with. And I'm not pitching the secret at all, but what I, what I, there was two big things that I took away from that one book. And one of them was creating a vision board. Mm-hmm. So I, every year I don't do a new year's resolution. I create a vision board and, and so that's what, you know, we're, we're going to talk about, um, today, you know, is manifesting, you know, that's part of it when we, and then we'll go into, you know, purging and tidying up. But, um, I really feel like the, the vision board was a game changer for me and I'll share a personal story about it. 
Um, I had been working. Uh, I was uh, the only one working. We, my husband and I got married. We had two babies back to back. And when I was pregnant with the second one, uh, my husband wasn't happy in his job. And he said, let's go back. Like, let's go back to the part of Texas where our friends and family um, well, our, mainly our friends are at, you know, and let's go back there. We were happier there. And I agreed with that. What was tough was that we were now going from a two income household to one, which was mine. I was working in retail, you know, working 60 hours a week, you know, weekends, holidays, all of that. And I was eight months pregnant and we decided to just do it, do it. We just did it. And not everyone understood the reasons. There was no reasons other than us. And the fact that the reason why we left that part of Texas to begin with wasn't really for us. And we felt like we needed to go back. That was the hardest thing we ever did. And it was the hardest time in our lives. Like we had, you know, like I said, one income that wasn't make. I wasn't making a lot of money. Right. Um, we just had another baby um, and I had to go back to work immediately um, and my husband was working a part-time job and decided to go back to school because the thought of becoming a coach and a teacher was, you know, top of mind for him. And that meant he had to do some things differently from a degree, you know, and certification standpoint. And so I took all that weight on myself. And by two years in, Jen, I was beat. Yes. Um, I was exhausted and I would come home every night. He cooked dinner, like he meal. I mean, he was amazing. <laughs> he basically was watching, he's going to school, working a part-time job and then taking care of the kids, right? So that I could do whatever I needed to do to make sure, you know, we had money. And so the vision board came that day that I got that. And this is how I think everything works. That day that I got that audio book, it was like, it fell in my lap. Oh like goodness. it was supposed yeah. to happen and um, I was supposed to get it and um, I worked with an amazing group of, of girls who I still keep in touch with now and I was gifted that audiobook by one of the people who worked for me um, because I don't know she just she was listening to it she thought I might benefit from it and she didn't even know any of coming to work every day I left it at home so they didn't know that I was exhausted tired you know I showed up for them so I took the part of the vision board and forever I thought working in that job for 18 years was that I wanted to get promoted up to this certain position. And so that's what I thought everything I was working for. When I listened to that, The Secret and I started creating my vision board, I had a big epiphany that my goal was not focused on getting a promotion, that I needed to focus my energies and my, and my feelings and my times to what my ultimate feelings of things were going right. to be. That's intense. You know, right? Like, yeah. And they say that um, actually in the secret. Like, but, but just in general, when you're thinking about um, making a vision board, that you should focus on what, you, on what you want to feel, not just the things that you want. Right. So when I created the vision board, I created that, you know, sections in the vision, in my vision board that were focused on things that I wanted to have happen in my life that made me feel happy mm -hmm. and happy and joyous. Like that was the overall, overall goal that I wanted for right. me. And I had to be selfish and you have to be selfish in your vision board because it is, you cannot control anyone else's happiness. Right. And a lot of the times we women, we want our, our lives, our goals 
to stem into other things. But the, if, what I definitely struggled with initially was making that vision board couldn't be about doing this for my husband, doing this for my kids. Yeah. It had to be focused on me. And so um, I use a tack board. Mm -hmm. um, you can use a poster board. You can use whatever you want. My first vision board, um, I use a tack board now, but my first <coughs> vision board was actually uh, just, I printed it up on a computer. Yeah. I created it on like a page, just a Word document. And <coughs> I went in and basically put career as a section, family, home life as a section, uh, you know, and just basically put the things that I wanted to focus on. And I hung it on my mirror in my bathroom. <clears throat> and every single morning, I would look at it and focus and concentrate on achieving those things and how it made me feel. <clears throat> so when I was doing research on this piece of for the pod today, um, I found something that basically just kind of supported why I think it's so powerful to do something like this and it can kind of tie to resolutions is that visualization is one of the most powerful mind exercises you can do. According to that popular book, The Secret, the law of attraction is forming your entire life experience <clears throat> and it is doing that through your thoughts. When you're visualizing, you're emitting a powerful frequency out into the universe. Whether you believe it or not, we know that visualization works. Olympic athletes have been using it for decades <clears throat> to improve their performance. And Psychology Today reported that the brain patterns activated when a weightlifter lifts heavy weights are also similarly activated when he imagines lifting them. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> that's what a vision board's about. It's less of, I mean, it is about goals. And I'll just say this, that to keep it short, um, Everything that happened on that first vision board, everything that I had on that first vision board happened. And That's within crazy. a year. Yeah. <clears throat> and my husband freaked out even to the degree of the new car and color. I had put that I wanted, I'll tell you some of this stuff. <clears throat> Not wanted, but I had hoped that I would have, you know, get a new job. And that it wasn't about me being promoted to a district manager. It was that I wanted to do a job where I felt like I, like what I did left an impact, right. you know, that mattered. Mm -hmm. um, if that resulted in weekends off and, and holidays, fantastic. But if it didn't, and I was still feeling the other way, that was okay too. Um, <clears throat> I hoped I could get a new car. I wanted a Ford Edge, <laughs> and I wanted it to be blue. And I hoped that that would lead to, you know, fruition and growth and that I would, it would result in that. And a week after moving here, I had a Ford Edge delivered to my door, and it was blue. Um, so those are just a couple of the things, but there were so many others. <clears throat> you know, I wanted more focus on having church in my life and, and kind of going back to that, and that happened. I found, We found a great church. There's so many things that feed my soul that happen. And so what I would say to you all is that if you struggle with resolutions, then maybe your focus is not on the right thing. Um, maybe the focus should be on, maybe you are a visual person. They say 90% of us are, yeah. you know, so maybe you need that. Tack boards are fun because you can cut out, like, magazine clippings of the things right. that you're hoping to feel and experience, <clears throat> and you put it somewhere where you're going to see it every day. I now put it in my closet because I can't put it on my mirror <laughs> because 
when um, we get the house clean, everyone can see it. <laughs> and I've done that before, and it's embarrassing. Um, but put it somewhere where you can see it every day. And then the biggest piece is that you have to visualize it. So not only do you have the vision board, but take a minute, take five seconds, you know, right. to visualize and embrace that and focus on the intent and how you want to feel um, about, you know, the outcomes of those things because you'd be surprised. And, I mean, <clears throat> this pod was on my on my vision board, mm -hmm. you know. That's, so yeah, it's amazing. I've never done a vision board Never have. No, but you're I'm going to so, work on it this week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you need to. I have talked about it for a really long time, <clears throat> and I think um, years in in the past, it's been, it had to be the perfect vision board. Oh, no. So, mm -hmm. I think now that I'm kind of moved out of the, you know, I'm re recovering perfectionist, um, <laughs> but... Now I can kind of go through and
So not to get like crazy excited about visualization. Like I said, it's not for everyone, but if you decide to do one, let me know. It's so, <laughs> it's so much fun. Yeah. Um, but I think more than anything, if you're like me and you can't do like just goals yep. that, and you need something to look at, I, I needed that. And then I also, this sounds great, but I also screen, did a screenshot of it and I would have it on as my screensaver on my phone. Oh my gosh. So like I had awesome. a weight goal. Yeah. Right? Last year. And that was the number that I saw every... Oh my goodness. That's crazy. But I hit yeah. it. <laughs> so that's awesome. I didn't maintain it. Uh-huh. I hit it. So that's well, awesome. we'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> so that, well, that's a great segue into yeah. talking about, you know, um, healthy, healthy new year. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, some of the things that we were talking about from just all kinds of resolutions. But you were saying that health is definitely one of the ones you saw as a top. Yes. I feel like... I was kind of searching and looking for, um, you know, common New Year's resolutions and every single article I read, it's like, you know, um, fitness, yep, health, um, what was one that, where were they, um, eat healthier, get more exercise, save more money, focus on self-care. Those were like the top ones that I saw and I mean... Those have been on my New Year's resolutions list, list my whole adulthood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel like it's everybody wants to improve upon their selves and find the best version of themselves and all that stuff. But what we're here to talk about today is um, how to move past that outside of just January. Yeah. This is specifically related to fitness. So... A lot of the tips that I have um, here for us today can be related to saving more money or whatever it may be, but this is just um, how I kind of look at um, how to attack the fitness goals. So can I ask you, because not sure. everyone knows this, mm-hmm. how long have you been doing, being a you know on and off right. Right, fitness instructor? Okay, so let me think about this for a second. Um, I have been in North Carolina for 11 years and I got my cycle certification when I was here for one year. So I've been doing, I've been teaching cycle classes essentially for 10 years. I did take a break when my daughter was born. Um, and then I just started back up again. So, um, I've been doing that. And then I also got my ACSM personal training certification, probably, I want to say it was like two years after that. So um, I've been doing this quite a while. And it's funny because um, I, I mean, I think I was just destined to be in the health and fitness industry in some capacity, way, shape, or form. Um, My brother and sister are both younger than me. Uh, We're all three years apart, so... Um, and they joke around that I played fitness instructor all the time when we were younger. I would have them doing <laughs> sit-ups and push-ups and gymnastics and all this stuff um, from the time that I was probably like seven or eight. Wow. Crazy. Like I would like lay out blankets and they were like the essential back in the 90s yoga mats. Like, yeah. It's like, you know, um, I would put my mom's like workout videos in and just I was always very drawn to it. And then... Um, yeah, and then I was not really athletic, like, I think, I think I kind of touched on this in our first podcast. Um, 
I wasn't really into anything athletic until I was a freshman in high school. And then I started running and I just got really into running and, um, it's always just stuck with me. I've just always been a runner. runner. Oh, (laughs) thank you. Um, I just, you know, I've always been very into running, um, and cycling and personal training and all this stuff. So I have a very, um, or I'm very passionate about it. I can talk about it for a long time and I won't, but we'll we'll have a whole nother podcast. Yes, we will. I promise. Um, But here's my, um, you know, when people come into my class and I see them in January, um, I usually try to tell them, because it's the truth, I want to see them throughout the whole year. I don't want to just see you in January. I want to see you throughout the whole year. I want you to stick with it. And I know that life gets in the way. And um, one of my mottos in life is everything in moderation. I'm not one of those um, fitness crazy people that doesn't think you know, you should eat any sugar or, you know, I eat sugar. I eat a very balanced, um, everything in moderation kind of diet. So, um, which I hate that word also, but when I say diet, I mean like my diet as like what I ingest. (laughs) Right. Right. Not restriction. Not restriction. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so I'm just going to, uh, go through a list of tips that I made for people to kind of stick with their fitness goals. So past January. Past January. So one of well, and that's a question that I get quite often is because I've I've gone from um right now I have lots of time to work out. Yeah. If I'm honest. Um I you know, like I we talked about, I have um I'm not working a full time job anymore and the job that I am working happens to be at the gym. So I it's very easy for me to fit it in right now. It has not always been that. So my first tip is to schedule it. Put it in your planner. Put it in your phone. And there's lots of different personalities out there. I happen to be the type of person that um, right now it doesn't work for me for it to be the same time every day. But in the past, um, back before I had kids when I was working a crazy job, the only time I could fit it in and not be anxious about it the whole day was first thing in the morning. So if I didn't knock it out on first thing in the morning, I wasn't leaving work until 8.30, 9 o'clock some nights that um, I didn't want to be going to the gym after that, even though I ate dinner at work. <laughs> like, I just didn't – I wanted to go home, shower, and go to bed. Right. And get ready for the next day, and I just woke up super early. And I feel like forming that habit, um, it didn't become, you know, this – ginormous task. I didn't have to think about it. I feel like that's the problem that we run into is uh-huh. when we make we when we take the decision out of it, it just naturally becomes easier. So if you're scheduling it, you know it's on your calendar. It's just time to go. It's not should I go or shouldn't I go? That's the problem. Um it's just I'm going. There's no question. This way your family knows, this way whoever you know, um, it's just scheduled. So I read a funny quote once that said, and it, uh, you know, I've mentioned working out too, but I read a funny quote where it said, we make appointments all the time for others and we keep them. Mm-hmm. We never keep an appointment right. for ourselves. Yep. So exactly. when it comes to working out, like don't make the excuse, set it and do it and just commit to it yep. for yourself. Like pretend like that is an appointment for the job of, you know, dream job of your life right. and just show up to it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that, that is my first tip. And my next tip is probably my favorite tip and my most, um, maybe the one I'm most passionate about, but it's finding your why. And I feel like people talk a lot about this in 
lots of aspects of life. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know that we talk about it a lot when it comes to fitness. Like, why are we working out? Not like, and you know, a lot, a lot of people are about a number, you know, like they're looking at, I want to lose 10 pounds, but I feel like that is in my experience from what I have seen is why people don't maintain their weight loss because that if that is the only reason you are working out, guess what? Once you get to that number, what happens? You don't have a why anymore. anymore. Yeah. So I feel like that to me, my, um, my why has always changed and sometimes I might not even know it or maybe sometimes, you know, I don't, I journal a lot. So maybe it has been written down. Sometimes it's not written down. Um, it is a living, breathing why. And I feel like, um, it's my why, and I'm not saying this should be your why or whatever. I'm just kind of giving personal experience. My why has never been about my physical appearance or a number on a scale. And that has been in my later years. I have struggled with some things in my past that, um, maybe it has been, but in my adult life, um, I feel like the majority of my why has been number one, before I had kids, my why was I wanted a healthy body to be pregnant. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I'll keep this short for Mm -hmm. sake of time, but two, well, almost two years ago, um, I started when we moved here to this home, um, I started working at a gym, working out at a gym. And my first focus meeting with my personal trainer, he asked me, what, how much weight do you want to lose? Like, what's your goal? And I looked at him and I said, um, I don't have a number for that. And he stopped for, he said, well, that's good. Well, then why are you, why are you coming? You know, what's your, what's your reason? You know, what's your why? Mm -hmm. Um, and I told him, I just had a baby, you know, she's at that time was going to one, a little over one. I said, and I want to keep up with her. I said, Mm -hmm. I was the heaviest I ever had been in my life when I got pregnant with her had a difficult pregnancy and I'm going to be turning 40 in a year and I want to be able to keep up with her Mm -hmm. and my mom is uh, at that time she was uh, a 58 and she had had a um, triple bypass and I was like my mom is a big why big why I said he's like well that's enough reason why we don't have to focus on the number you just want to get healthy and I'm going to help you do it. Right. And honestly, that this is the longest I've ever stayed doing it consistently. Right. I've always worked out. It's always been important to me. But this is the most consistent. And I'm going on three years. I mean, right. that's never yeah. since high school, you know, right. when you were forced to do it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so, but that's what, I mean, the rest will fall into place. If you have a good, solid why You'll hit that number. Yeah. You will feel good in your clothes. You know, like, I feel like that's, a lot of people will come and be like, I just want abs. And it's like, girlfriend, let's focus on why you're here. It's not for abs. You want to feel good about yourself? We need to dig a little deeper. Yeah. And I feel like, um, you know, it's just really important to know that. And I think that there's lots of good reasons why. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can talk about that for a really long time. But, you know, I think that, um, like, one of my reasons or one of my why on top of, you know, having a healthy body for pregnancy is sometimes I just, you know, I look at 
myself as a runner and I just want to be a more badass runner. Yeah. So that's my why. I want to train harder. I want to, you know, hit new goals or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, like I said, going back to that, I think once you hit that number, if that's your why, it's gone. Mm-hmm. So you need to either find something to replace it with. Um, you know, I also use it as an anxiety it's my happy pill. Yeah. Yeah. Working oh. out is my happy pill. It keeps oh me gosh. anxious. When I am getting anxious around the house, my husband literally would be like, go for a run. <laughs> Get out and go for a run. And he will do whatever he needs to do with the kids or whatever um, to make me get that in because he knows that is my happy pill. Yeah. So it's, it's just. Mine too. Yeah, I think it is for a lot of people, and maybe you don't even know it yet. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that don't know it. Great. Try so, it. Get a med ball. Yeah. Slam it. Exactly. It's amazing. Do it. Do it. It's such great therapy. Right. <laughs> um, the next tip I have is break it down. Sometimes, if it is a weight goal, or if it is, you know, uh, you know, it can seem overwhelming, especially yeah. at first. When you are starting back up from something, um... I know that, like, I have worked out consistently for a really long time, but I will tell you this. The first year my si- my my sister, not my sister, my daughter was born, for one whole year, I worked out pretty much until she was born, but for one whole year, I barely worked out. And I was, okay, here's this, I was the lightest on the scale I had ever been in my whole entire life. I lost about probably 12 pounds. Like, I was... I weighed less than I did before I got pregnant with her because I was not working out and I was breastfeeding. So it was like, I was just burning calories like crazy. Um, I felt so tired and so weak. And anyway, my, the point of my story is I wanted to tell you how I got back into working out. So I, I nursed her until she was a year. I had just switched jobs and it was just a chaotic time in my life. We built the house and whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so we had lots of stuff going on. So I literally did not have time to work out. I, anytime that I was able to work out, I used to work out at lunch sometimes when I was working and I was pumping during that time. So it was just, I really had not none. Um, so when I was getting back to it, I said, okay, this time around, I'm going to be super patient with myself. I was at point A before I stopped running, but now I'm here. I'm at the very beginning. So I set a small, very, very small goal. Like my, for instance, my goal was a, t- a pace slower than my half marathon race pace for three miles. I just wanted to hold that pace that I was able to run for a half marathon for three miles and just set that as a goal. And you know what? Your body is resilient. Oh, yeah. It happened way quicker than I expected it to. And I just, you know, would break it down into smaller goals. I didn't say, hey, I want to go run a half marathon in three months. Definitely didn't put that training on my shoulders. Mm -hmm. Um, If you break it down into smaller goals, they are more attainable. Yep. And you'll feel more accomplished. And I just think that um, that's what happens in January. People are like, I want to work out and I'm going to sign up for a full marathon. And I've never even run a 5K. And... (laughs) I just, you know, so, so like, right? maybe like several years, like, yeah, but that's, yeah. that's the thing. It's like, maybe, do it. right. But maybe just start with a 5k. Yeah. And I, I did a couple of this last right. year. Yeah. But see that, that was always my problem too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, small little tiny nuggets. Tiny ones. First. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. yep. I feel like the other thing is, um, which kind of 
we'll, we'll get to a little bit, but surround yourself with motivation. So I feel like, you know, if you go to a gym and group fitness classes, you are going to find motivation there. Yeah. I feel like, oh you know, you're going to find other people in your same spot at a different spot along the journey. And you're just going to kind of be able to find mentors or, you know, just kind of talk about your goals with other people. I mean, I can't even tell you how now, much later in my life, what the missing element for me for going to the gym was group fitness. Yeah. So I did group fitness. I did um, with my mother-in-law after I had Braxton in El Paso, Texas. I did um, jazzercise. <laughs> and um, I did it with her. You know, bonding with my mother-in-law. And um, and I loved it because I loved to dance. And so it was, it was fun. And it was actually a pretty good workout. And I would go with her every Saturday. But that was only once a week. And, you know. And so, but I didn't connect with any of those ladies at the time other than her. So coming here, um, I joined a gym where it is all, all group fitness and all women. And, um, I can go to a class that I've never been to before with 30 women and I feel motivated. We give each other high fives. I don't know if it's just this gym in this town, but I've been to this same gym in six other cities and it's the same. Yeah. So I think it's just the fact that it's. You know, a bunch of women, men come too, it's co-ed mm-hmm. too, but I agree with you. Yep. Like, that has changed a lot for me. Also, it's a really hard workout, and it's great, but I started up from the bottom. Right. You know, so, and I see people who are in amazing shape, who I admire, and I want to, that's right. my goal for today. Yep. I want to do just as many jumping jocks as them today. Right. Or med ball slams. Right. Or there's someone who's struggling who I'm going to partner up with yep. to, to encourage them. Exactly. Yeah. You know? I think that um, it's so important. And motivation is different for everyone. Yeah. It could be, you know, being surrounded by people that are trying to reach the same goals. Uh, I'm super motiva- motivated by music. I was going to say, me too. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I feel like I... You know, even after my my class today, I was still so pumped. And I'm like, you know, driving around by myself. I've got no kids in the car. And I am just jamming. Like, (laughs) I am so motivated. And I feel like I can, you know, just be on top of the world. If I hear a good song, like, I can just, I'm capable of anything. And I feel like I've gone back and forth about this. And I have done some running with no music. Um, cause there's a whole debate on that too. Um, like whether we're real runners, if we listen to music or, you really? know, yeah, there is like a lot of, I'm, pa- yeah. I'm way past this. Um, I'm, never, yeah. I, I'm way out of the loop. Not real runners. I shouldn't use that term, but there's, there's definitely some debates on whether you should or shouldn't, because you should be able to focus on your body. So a lot of like people that are training very like for, you know, high level, um, you know, events. They'll say you should train with no music so that you can really concentrate on your breathing and how you're feeling and all these things. So I definitely, I you know, every if I forget my music or something, it's not the end of the world. I think there was a half marathon that I had to run without music for some. Oh, it was freezing cold, 22 degrees, and my phone just literally. I got out of the car because I didn't even do a warm up or anything. I literally just ran to the start, and my phone like the battery wouldn't start. <gasps> I was like, oh gosh, oh my gosh. So anyway, so yeah, I had to run with no music and I was like, "Mm, this is really fun listening to my thoughts. I mean, I've got plenty to keep me (laughs) occupied. (laughs) I can't. But yeah. I mean, I ran all the time 
with no music because right. no, no, it wasn't available. Mm-hmm. And, right. But now I can't even imagine. Oh, yeah. So anyway. Um, but the last tip I have is to make it fun for you. Fun. Um, I feel like that's the theme of today. Yeah. <laughs> everything is fun everything. and awesome. <laughs> everything is fun and awesome. Um, no, but I feel like mm-hmm. uh, what's fun for me is different than what's fun for you or the next person. Or um, My sister loves Zumba. I think Zumba is awesome. And I can honestly say I think I've taken a handful of classes. I love watching it. I love to dance. Love it. I feel like um, because I'm too focused on the steps, I can't get a good workout in. I would rather just, like, dance around my house, doing freestyle stuff, like, whatever. (laughs) Jen can Um, get down. Yeah, I can get down. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I I feel like... (laughs) Oh, my goodness, I'm blushing. (laughs) Um, No, I feel like, you know, fun is different for everyone. I have heard from so many people, running is not fun. No. Um, It's not. It's not fun. I will say this, though, about running, because I am, it is one of my favorite things in life. I don't, people think that I walk around like, oh my god, running is the best, and I love running, and it makes me happy. Running, um, there are a lot of times that I don't feel like running either, but the way that I feel after a run, again, goes back to that feeling of like, I can accomplish anything. Yeah. If I can mentally push through something that I don't want to do, or that I'm not digging, or you know, just kind of flush through some thoughts because I've got lots of them um, on a run and just clear my mind. It just makes me feel so ready for anything. That's... And that makes it kind of fun. (laughs) I mean, I think it's important to make it fun. And I was a, you know, you know this. Yes, um, a really awesome runner. I was a runner. I wouldn't say I'm a runner now because I have not run in a very long time. I'll do these 5Ks with my kids because they're my why. Right. When they want to do a race, I do one with them. Right. Um, I can tell I have a future runner on my hands. But (laughs) I ran at a very young age and got real burnt out. The thought of running right now makes me want to, Right. And that's fine. You know. Don't run. So I don't run. I work out and I do other things. But I do know exactly what you're talking about, that runner's high, um, if you and that feeling of euphoria afterwards, this is clarity. Like, I want to run to get to that point, but right. I have to, it, running is so mental. Yes. So I have to get past this mental block to get there to find that part. And you again. have to break it down. Yes. Break it down into smaller chunks and, of like, you know, I just want to run a quarter mile, jo- walk a quarter mile, run a quarter mile, jog a quarter mile, or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I feel like, there's lots and lots, tons of options to get out there and get healthy. You need to choose the one that's best for you to make it fun. Because guess what, guys? If you are dreading going to the gym, doing Zumba, going for a run, whatever it is, um, there's lots of ways to get your heart rate up. It could be in the water. Yeah. It can be dancing. It could be, you know, kind of hit. Uh, classes, Tabata, like anything. There's so many things that can get your heart rate up. You can start with walking. I mean, there's so many things. Um, but make it fun. I think that's great. I I used an app when I first started called like Seven Minute Workout. Oh yeah. Because I wanted to just start right. slow, like you yeah. said, and be kind to myself. Right. And I started doing that, and that helped a lot. Yeah. Um, because it was just seven minutes, and I could fit it in anywhere. Yeah. 
So um, we're right on the time, um, which is good because our podcasts are getting fuller. So we're having <laughs> yes. more and more content. Maybe. I'm excited. I already started thinking of splinterings of ideas off of yes. today's mm-hmm. podcast of what I want us to do um, going forward. So we're going to go into the wrap-up and um, leave you with the six degrees of positivity. Here we go. <laughs> so thinking through everything we've talked about today um, with a big focus on new year, new resolutions, new you, thinking about you know creating some goals but looking at it from a different aspect, vision boards um, and visualization. Um, and then looking at, you know, the healthy aspect of it and how you can get past January. Right. And that's a big goal. So how do you do that? So our our six degrees of positivity for you all today is to go out there and be someone's accountability buddy. Yes. We're talking about the fun piece. It's fun right. to do it with someone. It is fun. And be someone's accountability buddy for the next 90 days. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to ask you questions um, on our social media pages um, and ask you to show us who your accountability buddies are. <laughs> there might be a fun contest associated with that, too. That's in the works. So, um, yeah, go out there. Um, be someone's motivation. Have someone be your motivation. Um, and tell us all about it. Does that sound good? That sounds good. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited too. All right, guys. So thanks so much for joining us. We're so glad you were able to come to another one of our pods Podcast. today. It's crazy. We are on five. I hope you guys like it. Don't forget to rate and review us on the pause that you listen to us. That will help us to get more viewers, and we really, really would appreciate it. And you can also find us on all the social media pages. You can find us at, at Positively Momming on Instagram. Twitter, and Facebook, and you can join our Facebook group too. It is one where you'll have to send a friend request. So look for us on Positively Mom, and we're not out to the public. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> we're, get, we're getting there. All right. All right. Well, lighten up, ladies. Don't forget to lighten up.